Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, we'll be talking with Madworks Photography founder and owner, Meyer Darasaw. Lewis Carr is the founder of Waymaker, the Lewis Carr Internship Foundation, the Blueprint Men's Summit, president of media sales at BET Networks, and author of Dirty Little Secrets. Today, we'll sit down with Maya Darasaw to discuss how her passion for photography led her to found Madworks Photography and delve into the advice she has for listeners seeking to start companies of their own. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Lewis Carr, the founder of Waymaker. And today on the Waymaker podcast, I have the privilege and the pleasure of interviewing Maya, the owner, founder, manager, operator of Madworks. I call her an image maker. Hey, Maya. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How's it been going? All is well. Thank you so much for having me. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's been a pleasure to be here. So before I start, tell me about why mad works why the name why couldn't it just be maya photography why mad works yeah mavericks photography is a double entendre so yes i am maya ayana darisaw the founder of um, of mavericks photography but i'm mad passionate about my work i'm mad committed it's just you know I have so much passion, so I wanted to just play with the words and make it a little bit more of a conversation piece. And so was it Mad Works from the beginning or did it evolve into Mad Works? The moment I realized that my parents named me a, an acronym of Mad, I start playing with it. Um, so it, be, it was Mad Works from the beginning, for sure. Okay. So how did you get into photography? I mean, you know, did you, was it a, a hobby? Did you go to school for it? Or was it some of all of that? It's a combination of everything. From a kid, I enjoyed um, just the memories that I was creating with my family and friends. And we documented it. Before I knew it, I was looking at my walls and they were covered in four by six images of pictures um, in high school. I became um, interested in photography more seriously on the artistic level. I took some classes. Those were the darkroom days. I know I'm aging myself, um, but I really enjoyed it. While I was in there um, developing the film, while, while other students were in there just kind of making this like an easy AA, I was really falling in love with the, um, the artistry of the photography process. And before I knew it, I was minoring it in, in college. Um, it was my minor at Florida A&M University. And I just became the girl with the camera on for from the school newspaper to the magazines. I was the girl with the camera on campus and I became the image maker and people just start affiliating me with a camera. I became the picture lady, you know, on campus. And when I joined my sorority, I had all these wonderful women um, to be my muse. And I started kind of owning my craft. Um, Fast forward into post-graduation, I worked at a portrait studio. And from then I knew that if I could work with anyone, cause I was working with kids, parents, I mean, was working with parents. And in that moment, 
I realized this is something that I was going to be doing for a long time. For a long time, I thought that being a photographer was a hobbyist sport until I realized that this is something that people actually do for a living. And I knew that was what I was going to do. So, so you're not going to plug your sorority. I, I heard you just say sorority, yeah, but you, you didn't do like most people do. <laughs> you know, I, I represent my branding and my colors um, very, very, um, very well. I am a proud member of the devastating beaches of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked uh, uh, over time. Yes. Why is it that most people don't have good photographs when we live in a world of cameras everywhere? Cameras are literally on your pocket. I mean, the cameras are built into your, your cell phones. And, and there's a lot of people that take pictures, but because of the access of the convenience of having a cell phone, having a decent cameras, you know, um, People just don't want to really pay for it. They don't want to invest in it. And this is a social media world. People want that instant gratification. And sometimes you can't get that dealing with a professional that really wants to create, you know, lifelong imagery for your walls. Why do you think it's so important for people to have professional photos of themselves? Why is that important? It's so important for many reasons. One of all, one of the reasons is. First of all, most people that I have met recently are their own brand, you know? And so sometimes the first thing that people are introduced to is their image, whether it's through their social media or whether it's through a website. So if you want to be taken seriously as a brand, your imagery is a big part of that. And I don't have the magic answer of why people aren't investing in it. Um, I can't say people are cheap, you know? But people may just not be taking their brand that seriously. But once they get to that point where they want people to take them seriously, they start investing. And one of the things is definitely having some strong imagery. Well, we know there, there, there are a lot of celebrities and VIPs uh, that don't have them either. Uh, and we've discovered that over the last few years of working together. Yes. What's that all about? You know, I think it's just a matter of just the convenience of getting that shot in that moment. I mean, there are a lot of photographers out there. There's a lot of talented people and photographers out there. Maybe just maybe they're not doing a good job marketing themselves to these particular companies and brands. Um, or maybe they just want to keep everything in house, you know, and work with the people that are literally around them, which may or may not have a strong eye. So you've worked with a lot of different people over the years. How do you market your services? What is the unique thing about MadWorks that's different than some other photographer or photography firm out there? What is your unique offering and, and your unique style that you sort of give and do? I want everything to be a dance. I literally want everything to be a dance. I wanna dance with my client um, on camera and so I create an energy, I create an ambiance so that they can dance with me. I know that my energy is just as important in the day of our photo shoot than it is the client. If they're coming in with maybe bad energy, low energy, maybe not even feeling well, they're relying on me to make them look good. You might be one of the examples of that. And so it's up to, it's, um, it's, it's important for me to- So Maya, you said when I came in, I had low energy, I didn't feel well. Let's keep it real. 
Lewis, one of our first experiences, you walked in the door and you said, Maya, I don't feel great. I'm here. I'm in LA. You make me look good. We're going to work for a long time. And that was years ago. So I think what was important for that moment was for you to forget about the fact that you may not have been feeling at your utmost and that you wanted just to kind of have a good experience so that, you know, you could use these images for the future. You got there, you were invested. We rented a studio, we had a great time, but the energy had to be, you were relying on me. So I think some of the unique moments were just kind of making sure that my client feels at their utmost in that moment so that they can perform. So when you're going to shoot somebody, uh, what are some of the questions that you ask them uh, prior to the shoot uh, so you can sort of get a feel? What, what, what are the things that people should be thinking about before they do a shoot? They should be thinking about everything um, from maybe even branding. Like, do they have brand colors that might work well? What do they look good in? What time of day? What is it that you're trying to get across? Who are going to be seeing these images? Are they just going to be for LinkedIn? Are they going to be for your website? So there's just so many things that you want to consider. What looks good on you? Not everything looks good on you. I will be your honest eye. I will be, I will hold your hand as often as you want me to in the process of us getting to that day of um, photographing together. Um, and I'll keep it real. I'm going to be your sister. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be whatever it is that you need so that you can have that person saying, you look good. You look good. You feel good. And let's make a good shot so that you can kind of bring more people into you. So as you think about it, how do you decide whether you want to shoot inside, outside, a combination? Right. Uh, how, how do you sort of put all that together? Um, so the studio is usually used often when you want to have a controlled setting, a controlled atmosphere. It may be a really, really hot day. If you don't want to have to be dealing with the elements, you want to be in a controlled space. Um, and then studio has to work for you. Do you want natural light studio? Do you want to have it where you can mold the lighting around the subject? And then on location creates a, lots of this personality that I, in my opinion, um, it could be telling your story. If you're a dentist, maybe we're going to do it in the studio, in your office building. If you're an executive, maybe you want to do it in your building or maybe not. You know, this is having a conversation and being honest of really how you want to portray the images. And I will give you all my honest opinions. And then it's up to you to make that final decision on how you want to move forward. Great. So who are some of the most well-known people that you have shot? over the last few years? I take pride in not just who you are as a celebrity or as an executive, but just really as who you are as a person. So my, in my opinion, my VIP clients are my loyal clients. So I might be excited that I get to photograph, okay, I'll name drop Serena Williams or maybe Bozema St. John or even Lewis Carr. But all those people don't matter if they're not going to be calling me again or if we're not going to have a great energy in between each other. So I've shot some pretty, pretty awesome people, some local celebrities like Wale and John Wall. Um, I've gotten my eye on even the president, well, my forever president, Barack Obama, during his commencement speech at Howard University. So I've been pretty um, shocked with myself to be um, to photograph some of the amazing faces that I have. And I'm just excited to just continue building that building that portfolio. So as a 
female-owned sort of business, and those women who may be listening to this or maybe reading this in the Waymaker Journal, what are some of the keys to sort of starting and maintaining uh, uh, entrepreneur type business? I think a business plan is strong is definitely a good start. Unfortunately, I didn't have it that route because I went from a portrait studio going under to making a quick decision on if I want to work for someone else for the rest of my career or work for myself. So I think it's just having a lot of passion, a lot of um, hustle. You know, you told me a long time ago, you got to be hungry, Maya. And I believe that to be true. I, I stay hungry, literally and figuratively. Um, I also believe that passion and drive as well as relationships are very, very, very important in being successful in, in, in any avenue that you take. So speaking of relationships, mm -hmm. you know, I have a belief that anyone that has achieved some level of success has had a way maker yeah. or several way makers. Yeah. Who have been some of the way makers in your life that uh, intentionally uh, provided opportunities and provided a way for you to excel and to sort of start your journey on success? I will start with my God. My God in my faith system has been the most important part of my business and my, um, my, my business and my business of growing. Um, I took a leap of faith on myself. I went to LA. I started my business all on just like, you got me, God? Like, I, I'm your, you gave me this gift. I'm gonna trust that you're gonna give, you didn't give me the skip for, for any reason. Um, the second person um, that I would like to um, mention is my parents. When, when I, like I said, when the business went under in 2009, the portrait studio, I had a lot of clientele, I had the skill set, I had the relationships. I had to have someone that believed in me. And I literally looked at my parents like, can I do this? And they believed and that gave me all the, ammunition that I needed to move forward. Lastly, I would like to just say my clients have been so extremely amazing. Um, I can honestly say that I can speak to anyone, I can approach anyone, but I'm not going to lie, Lewis, you have been one of the really important people in my building of my business and my confidence, even financially, of how I've grown professionally. Um, and how I felt confident about knowing your value. You taught me that earlier on when we, when we started working together. And I will forever remember those conversations that we've had about just knowing your worth, knowing your value, knowing your skill set, and not, and not asking for anything less. So those are some of the important people. And I'm not going to lie, Lewis, even if you weren't the one interviewing me, I would be saying this. So that's, that's from the heart. <laughs> okay. Even though uh, we had a race and I beat you in, in, in a foot race. You have to throw that in. I, I, I have to let our listeners and, and our readers know that you challenged me. So I did. Let, let's I be did. clear. You challenged me because you thought me. I was old, old, and First you got surprised. Can we show how I beat him in this corner right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Listen, I am always up for a challenge, whether it's professionally, whether it's personally, or whether it's physically. And, I, and you gave me a challenge, okay? You beat me, I give it to you. But this is not the, this is the first, but it's not the last, okay? So, okay. Let's, so, so let's talk about the word growth, Maya. So how through your journey, what are the things that you find, found that you had to grow in and how did you achieve that growth? I had to realize that 
as an individual, I was no longer representing Maya Derrissaw. I wasn't no, no longer representing my parents, you know, my parents. I was representing my company. And in that moment, every step that I made, every conversation that I had, every move was representing my whole brand. And so I had to learn early on to be a brand. That meant sacrifice, that meant social sacrifice. And that meant being a professional at a very young age. And so that was one thing that I kind of had to really learn very early in my career. Right. So, yeah, you did. Okay. So, so tell me, I've seen you shoot portraits. Uh, I've seen you shoot events. Uh, I've seen you shoot at award shows. Tell us what is the, the biggest difference and the biggest challenge with each of those? Ooh, I can say that events, you may or may not have the, the opportunity to really interact with your subject. You might have to be a fly on the wall. Um, and you might, but the difference between me, I'm not gonna be a fly on the wall. I wanna be a fly, I'm gonna buzz around with you a little bit, just so I can kind of create that dance that I like, that I mentioned that I like to do earlier on. So certain events allow for me to have that dance. Other events allow for me just to be in a super observant um, and just kind of capture the moment and be a photojournalist. And I learned to be a photojournalist earlier on when I was working for the school newspaper, the FAMU. And, um, and then event, I mean, excuse me, and then special occasions, like maybe a wedding that I used to do earlier on in my career. It was such a high pressure day because this is one day that you literally cannot repeat. Hopefully you won't have to, right? Um, and so there was a lot of pressure. And I remember that all the photographers that I worked with in my career of photo, you know, photographing weddings, we always got to a certain point of the day, like we can breathe. Now everything else is easy. I think getting through the ceremony and getting through um, the portrait session is the most kind of high pressure day. Everything else is just like a dance, like I mentioned. And lastly, um, maybe doing like a headshot, headshot session with my client. It's really taking their time, creating a mood, getting the energy in the space right, and making them just feel comfortable and confident in that moment. And I really like to be able to have one-on-ones with my clients so I can really kind of get to know who they are as a subject um, and just capture them in the best light. So my preference is when I get to kind of really interact. What type of shoot have you not done and you would like to do? And who have you not shot and you would like to shoot and you hope to do in the near future? How much time do we have? I mean, sky is the limit. One of the goals that I've had and, I've, I, and I will continue to have until it's all over is to be able to walk outside of my building or wherever I am and to see billboards of my work, um, to open the magazines and seeing all my pictures. I had a goal of mine earlier on in my career that I wanna be in every household, whether it's on their TV, whether it's in their picture frames, or whether it's just kind of flipping through the magazines. Um, so the sky is the limit. I would love to still work with our forever first, um, our forever president, Barack Obama, and his lovely lady, um, Michelle Obama. And then we have our first um, Black and Indian um, descent um, vice president. That would be a, a dream to be able to work with um, Kamala Harris. I mean, Kevin Hart looks like a lot of fun. You know, I think I, I, I enjoy having comedic um, aspects to working. I mean, sky's the limit. Sky really is the limit. 
I just want to be able to know that I've connected with some really honest people, um, made them feel good about themselves, and, and kind of left a, a footprint um, in their life. Okay. Yeah. So how, how do you give an elevated pitch for someone who doesn't know that they really need to improve <laughs> the images that, 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 that are out there? Oh, uh, you, you, you shot... Uh, my blueprint men's conference. I did. Uh, and you you shot a lot of men that day, some of I them did. famous, some of them not so famous. Yeah. So what's the elevator pitch for people like, I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm fine, I've got pictures. Mm. Give me that elevator pitch. Whew. Put me on the spot. Um, well, first I'm gonna introduce myself. Um, hopefully, if I don't know them, I'll, I'll ask them their, their name and maybe a little bit, get to know a little bit more about them. Um, but let me just make this an example. When the Blueprint Conference happened, I introduced myself to every single person. I got to know them for maybe 15 to 30 seconds. Got to know quickly in that time who they are, what they have a need for in, regard, in regards to photography. Made a decision on black backdrop versus white backdrop and created a moment. I can say that Lots of people have reached out to me and sent me messages and are using those pictures. So I'm doing something right. But my elevator pitch to you to even get that conference is, do you know how many people need this, you know, um, and could really benefit? We have all these wonderful young men that are entering into the workforce, you know. Um, let's, let's provide something, let's provide them a unique experience that, that they can use for the lifetime, so. And how often should people get um, their images and photographs updated? I say if you get a haircut, call me, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know <what>? <laughs> <laughs> if, your, if your image is changing a little bit, let's, 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 ha let's, let's you know, let's shoot. Um, I, I like to get in front of the camera at least once a year, just so that I can kind of keep up how I'm developing as a young lady. Um, but I, I think that depending on how active you are into maybe you're doing a lot of speaking engagements or whatever the case is, people go through those pictures fast. And so they want to keep up their brand um, and their imagery. So maybe it could be even quarterly if it's necessary. So I think it just really depends on their, their activity um, when it comes to their personal brand. So here, here's a real personal question. Okay. Why photographers do not know how to take pictures with a phone camera? Not one of you know how to do that real well. <laughs> not, <laughs> if you give a photographer, said take a picture of me with their phone, you can almost see the terror in their eyes like, huh, huh, huh? So what is it? What is it about that camera fold that you guys just hate? Is it the snobbery? That uh, <laughs> you just don't want to take it? What, or what is it? And, and, and I've got relatives, I've got friends who are photographers, and yeah. it's just like, this is, this is what you took? What is it? And I don't care if it's an iPhone or a Samsung. Exactly. I think that people, I can honestly say that it's not the tool, it's the eye, right? So if you give me my Ayana Darasaw, I'm just speaking for myself. If you give me a tool, I am, 
as long as I learn how to judge it up a little bit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it right. Cause lighting is literally what photography is. So half the battle is finding the right light, you know? Um, but people are just used to what they want. It's kind of like giving a chef some things that they're not really familiar using in that atmosphere and making it work. They're gonna, they're gonna have to adjust, you know? Um, people with musicians and microphones, they're gonna have to adjust, but it's can't say that they can't funk it. They're just gonna have to adjust. So I think it's just that couple seconds that you see them adjusting, that you see them kind of feeling like maybe they're too good for that particular, you know, iPhone or Samsung. So final question, Maya. Sure is it easier to shoot a, a man or is it easier to shoot a woman? And why? <laughs> I think, there's more attention to detail with women. Um, you know, we are our hardest critic, unfortunately. And so the right angle, the right make, you know, but, you know, I would say we are special and we take, and God did an extra couple of things when- Clean he it up, clean it, clean <laughs> it up, <my. laughs> clean it up. <laughs> I, think, I think equally, I think that we all have our, our, is it easier for me to photo? I think it's easier for me to photograph a, a lady. Okay. I do. Right. I do. So, so, so does that mean I'm a pain? No, I think you're. I think you're a breeze. I do think you're a breeze. Um, I just think that I'm so familiar with what we are insecure about that I can just kind of know what to look out for and, and make sure that I cater to that. I don't know men's insecurities when it comes to being in front of the camera. Do you want to share me your insecurities of being in front of the camera? Yeah, I can tell you one. It seems okay. like the longer that it takes, the shinier I get, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're sweating like inside. If, 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 if this thing is going on and on, I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to be just like shining. Oh, okay. Yeah. like fried chicken or something, okay? okay. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to get through it quickly. Facts, okay. So as the country is opening up, Maya, uh, yeah, what, what, what are the things that you're, you're hoping for and you're looking forward to as we all sort of get back out into the, to the real world? When the country was closed, I was a hermit. So I'm so grateful that I get to interact with people face to face. That's something that I take pride in and that's something that helps my business when I get to shake hands and kiss the babies, you know? And so I'm so grateful to be able to, one, be vaccinated and feel a little bit more comfortable and confident being outside. Um, and then two, being able to get to the things that I enjoy. I mean, I miss my friends. I miss photographing my friends. Um, and I miss the events that took place every year that I look forward to. And that was, that was robbed because of COVID, so. I'm just excited to just be outside <laughs> in every aspect of it. So I'm looking forward to getting a lot more people in front of my camera and creating a lot more um, camera magic. So how can people find you, Maya? Where, 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 where can they get a hold of you and, and, and give you some business? Yes, yeah, so currently I'm in the um, East Coast, but I will be heading back to the West Coast very soon. And I'm excited about that. But you can find me because I am willing to fly nowadays. Um, I can be found on my website, which is my company, Mad Works Photography, 
Um, I can also be found on all social media platform at MadWorksPhoto. Um, and yeah, that's, that's it. Well, thank you, Maya, for doing this. Uh, thank you so appreciate much for it. Uh, And, uh, you know, as we said, Waymaker, continue to inspire people, educate people, and motivate people for them to live their best life and look like it. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation between Lewis Carr and Maya Darasaw. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. And connect with Maya Darasaw and Madwork Photography at madworkphotography.com. Don't forget to claim your first six months of the Waymaker Journal free at waymakerjournal.com. And be sure to enter the Waymaker giveaway by going to waymakercontest.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireside Chat podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.